cliffcentral.com. But we've got to get to Sean Sanders because he's going to update us on what's been going on in the world of cryptocurrencies. He's, of course, the co-founder of Revix, and he's here to tell us all about it. Good morning, Sean. How are you doing, man? Nice to see you again. Anyway, good morning. Morning. Hope you're doing well. Extremely well. So, what's what's been happening it's been this, this week? Busy I, week, Gareth. As usual, uh, you've had the ultimate crypto influencer, Musk, doing his thing. <laughs> so, I mean, we we can go back a little bit, right? So, you had on the fifth of May, mm-hmm. you had Musk coming out saying that that uh, Tesla was no longer going to be accepting Bitcoin as a means of payment because of the the high environmental impact yeah. uh, that you know, mining and all the rest has. And that caused Bitcoin to drop about 12% that day. And that was $150 billion being pulled out of the market. So with a B, it's a lot of money that came out of the market from you know, crypto's biggest fanboy back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, Musk tweeted uh, that his car company would be potentially accepting Bitcoin again in the future as a means of payment, should at least 50% of the Bitcoin that's being mined come from renewable sources. And this caused Bitcoin to skyrocket 10%. So a lot of that money came back into the market. So, I mean, to say that this is a bit ridiculous is an understatement. I mean, I've been in the crypto space for quite some time and I'm like, my word, the fact that somebody can sort of manipulate the market in this way is, yeah, it just shows the infancy, infancy of the space, really. Yeah, but it and, also, I mean, again, that's, doesn't, it, doesn't it impact also on, on how the people who are involved in cryptocurrency seem to idolize someone like Elon Musk? I mean, you have been very clear about this from the beginning you've got to be in this for the long haul there is massive value to be made but it's not this is not a quick trade a quick buy and sell unless you're one of those people who is a speculator you've either got to believe in the underlying technology and there's plenty of evidence to show that ethereum is going to be the backbone of so many um, new innovations and so many really useful applications of block blockchain technology but the fact is like a lot of people are just hero worshiping Elon Musk, if he says do this, they all go for it. If he says do that, then they all suddenly pull away. Um, this is childish stuff, huh? You talk about the infancy. I think there are so many people who suddenly have access to the Internet, and you could see it on social media, that really they shouldn't even have access to a phone, let alone the Internet. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's fascinating, though. I mean, like I said before as well, when this market pulled back, I mean, a lot of our customers went and sold. And that is the wrong time to be selling, right? I mean, mm-hmm. again, look at this over the long term. Look at that longer term opportunity. Yeah. That's what we've been advocating at Revix for ages. Uh, again, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. When your investment's down 10, 15%, that doesn't feel good. No. And when it's up 10 or 15%, you want to take profits. Um, but, you know, something that I learned from being in the investment space for quite some time is, you know, when something increases in value and you sort of have that momentum behind that investment, like that's the time you're meant to hold on. Like the real the real, they call them 10 baggers. The real, you know, good investments that you have in your career are those that you hold over, you know, multiple years that increase in value, not one or two times, but 10, 15, 20 times. And that's still the opportunity in the crypto space. I, I personally see the fact that Musk is able to manipulate the market in the way that he can as a huge opportunity because you're looking at an asset class at the moment, which is very emotional. And that if yeah. you're looking at, let's say, gold, I mean, no one can influence the, the, the market of gold in quite the same way as Musk can. So, you know, over two, three, four years, when you've got central banks and other big corporates buying into Bitcoin, you know, that's going to change the space materially. And all of a sudden, Musk's tweets won't have such a big impact. So what's um, what's on your, your own personal agenda when it comes to investing at the moment? Because uh, a lot of people say, all right, fine, it's now 
trading at what thirty eight thousand eight hundred and twenty two dollars for a bitcoin and ethereum's at two thousand four hundred and twenty six dollars right now are, are either of those really a bargain at this stage or would you more want to go into ethereum would you perhaps want to buy some of the smaller ones some cardano you've spoken about them before maybe some monero i mean what what's worth speculating on and i know that this isn't the purpose of this feature we don't get you here to give us actual investment advice we're talking much more generally about cryptocurrencies but if someone said to you well you know i've got like a thousand rand what do you think it would be best served going into would it be best to put it into just plain old bitcoin can i bet on that is it better to to rather diversify that portfolio and buy an index on on revix what would you suggest is the best way to go I mean, I'm totally biased here, right? But no, let's look at the data, right? So if you're looking at the data, and this is the reason that we created our bundles at Revix, right? Yeah. If you look at the returns over the last 12 months, you had our top 10 bundle outperformed Bitcoin by three times. If you go back three years, you've seen roughly about a two to four X outperformance of the top 10 bundle. You go back five, six, seven years. I mean, you're looking at a substantial outperformance of that top 10 bundle. I mean, you're talking like three, four, five X. And the reason for that is, remember, Bitcoin right now is a trillion dollar asset. Like it is really big. So for that to increase 10%, you're looking at significant amounts of money having to enter the market and be removed from the market. If you're looking at some of the smaller cryptocurrencies, and by small, I'm not talking like some of these weird and wonderful altcoins. I'm talking about still cryptocurrencies within the top 10. The, you know, the emergence of Ethereum over the last 12 months, I mean, that, you know, has returned about 800% over the last 12 months. It's those sort of opportunities. And that's the second biggest cryptocurrency. So think about the likes of Cardano. Think about the likes of, you mentioned Monero. Mm. So some of these other cryptocurrencies that are still sort of in their own infancy, they were only created three, four, five, six years after, in in some cases, even like seven or eight years after Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And that's the opportunity now, because remember, at the end of the day, what is a cryptocurrency? It's essentially a network. Uh, and people are able to buy into that network. And in some cases, there's a limited supply. And in some cases, there's not a limited supply. And at the end of the day, it's a technology. It is a technology that you're investing in. And if you're buying Bitcoin, I mean, you're buying a very robust, because it is the oldest cryptocurrency in existence, a very robust and tested technology. If you're buying into the likes of Ethereum or more, you know, that's sort of like a V2 cryptocurrency, or you're looking at some of the newer and more novel cryptocurrencies, the likes of Cardano, the likes of Tron, the likes of EOS, you're looking at essentially more modern technology just without those network effects and without the sort of tried and tested network. So there's these trade-offs the entire time. But, you know, again, we can't pick which of these cryptocurrencies, and that's the ultimate wisdom in the space. You can't pick which cryptocurrency is going to be the success story of next year or which cryptocurrency the likes of Amazon is going to potentially build some decentralized application on or Microsoft's going to use in the future. So for our, you know, our, for all intents and purposes, our, our sort of uh, our process really is to say, listen, take a diversified approach. Mm. Own the majority of the cryptocurrencies and, and you, in the market, and you're still not a huge fan of Dogecoin. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Unfortunately, no. okay. it doesn't it doesn't do anything, right? right? I mean, that's it's hard to sell a cryptocurrency that's you know solely there for gambling purposes. Don't me wrong, there's a big part of this whole crypto market that's there for gambling purposes, but Dogecoin's just yeah. No. I heard the most brilliant thing the other day. I heard people, and this kind of marries into what you've just said. And I, I wonder if, if Pumi and Sia have some um, some input on this, but that we are such a, an emotional species as, as humans. If we could ratchet down our emotionality by, I don't know, just one or two percent, we would get so much more done because so many of the reasons that we do things are based on how they make us feel or what we think we'll feel if we do them. And 
if we if we didn't do that, if we just used logic and we just used reason a little bit more, I'm not saying we need to become automatons who only apply logic and reason, but if we just could take our emotionality down a little bit, we would be so much more successful as a species. The things that hold us back are usually those emotive decisions. And trust me, you're just as emotive if you're betting on something because you like Elon Musk as if you do something because it makes you feel good. Those things are just, to me, like our biggest stumbling block. Do you agree? I do agree. I, I mean, Sia, I don't know. What, what are you thinking, Bumi? Yeah, no, no it ties into <laughs> the whole Coca-Cola, Cristiano Ronaldo thing, really, <laughs> exactly. if you're stopping, if you're not buying Coca-Cola just because Cristiano right. Ronaldo said so. We worship, exactly we the worship these human beings. We, they make us feel like we're special or we're connected to some kind of superhuman quality. And there, there's no such thing. I mean, Elon Musk isn't... He may be uh, more adventurous. He may be slightly autistic. He may have some really good ideas, and he may have pulled off a success or two, and we'll give him credit for that. doesn't mean he's superhuman. We're, we keep looking for gods among men, and there are no such things. But that's the other interesting opportunity here as well, right, is that, remember, you've got a really emotional market with mm. cryptocurrency or any other market. Actually, look at all these sure. games, all like of them. these uh, what all of them. meme stocks. Mm. Yeah. But that's the opportunity as well. If you're able to be more objective and kind of look through the noise and, you know, kind of, you know, Warren Buffett had the quote saying, you know, be greedy when others are fearful. Mm -hmm. Like that's the opportunity really, right? I mean, again, easy to say this, so much more difficult to kind of enact when the opportunity arises. All right. Well, we've got to wrap it up there, I'm afraid. Thank you, Sean. Always good to see you. We will catch up again in a week's time. That's Sean Sanders, who is the co-founder of Revix. You can find out how to go and invest and, and get a diversified portfolio of uh, crypto assets. Just go and speak to them at Revix, revix.com, R-E-V-I-X.com. Thanks, Sean. Good to see you. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. Cheers, Bye. man. Cliffcentral.com.